All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. And wow, do we have again a lot of news to report today, not just within the West, but all around the world, too. Uh, today is Friday, June the 4th, 2021. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. This is the third day in a row where we have had significant, significant updates on so many different things. So let's literally jump right into it. We're going to be talking about countries all over the world, scenarios all over the world. This might be a bit of a long one, but bear with me. I promise you it'll be worth it because as a matter of fact, a lot of this is going to tie into public episodes coming later on today, as well as member ep- more member episodes coming uh, this weekend. So let's jump right into it. First off, Naftali Bennett, who is the new prime minister of Israel, said they will go, go to war in Gaza again if they have to. Look, this is this is the thing. To those who thought that Netanyahu was the root cause of it, uh, of the pre of this past war, it, it's possible. Again, you know, because he he gave the order to go into the mosque and things like that, uh, to raid the mosque. But again, we don't have the full story, so I'm not trying to take sides either way. With that being said, what what's interesting to me is what happened, give or take, 20 years ago when I believe it was Arafat and I forgot the other gentleman's name when bill clinton held a uh, an attempt to form a peace deal at camp david between at the time the prime minister who the uh, the candidate the israeli candidate who replaced netanyahu as prime minister and i think it was i, I think it was arafat who was the head of Palestine? I think it was Arif. I'm Please forgive me if I'm mixing the names up. I really do apologize. I'm not that well-versed. But anyways, uh, in, in the particular specifics of that, that context of history. But what ended up happening there was that it showed the people that even without Netanyahu, Israel was going to get attacked. And so the people felt, okay, we have to bring Netanyahu back because, you know, he's he's strong, he'll protect us, and that's what Netanyahu ran on, from my understanding. The reason why I bring this up, folks, is because I'm curious to see if this is going to happen again. So it's official. Netanyahu's out. His protege, if you will, who's allegedly even more ultra-nationalist than him, and take that as you will, it's not for me to tell you if that's good or bad, honestly. Um, he is going, he is now the prime minister. The question becomes... If Israel starts getting attacked on the homeland with certain, you know, forms of asymmetrical warfare, meaning like suicide bombings or, you know, certain assassinations and things like that, will this give rise for Netanyahu to return again, right? For him to say, listen, you need me because I will keep you strong. I'll keep you safe. Now, that's not that's not to say that he's being authentic when he says that. I want to be very clear about that. I'm not saying I'm I'm falling for the whole, you know, protectionist ideology and things like that. But we're trying to weigh both sides here. With that being said, too, at the same time, Palestine has also said that with Naftali Bennett being the leader of Israel, they see no difference in terms of the relations with Israel, in terms of the way that Israel is going to treat Palestine with regards to the settlements and the policies. So again, it's not for me to tell all of you what to think. Unless we were on the ground ourselves, we don't have all the facts. Uh, again, as I reported yesterday, as again, not my not my uh, um, original reporting, if you will, but as as others reported too, um, Israeli military drones were flying over the Gaza Strip, and therefore Hamas started shooting at them. So again, there's two sides to this. You know, 
again, is why is Israel flying military drones over Gaza, the Strip? They're going to say because we got to watch for Hamas and, you know, terrorism, things like this. Hamas is saying, well, listen, just leave us alone and, you know, just let us be and we won't attack. I'm not saying that's what Hamas is saying officially, but that's the perspective of what a lot of people are saying. Because remember, I think there's anywhere from one to two million people in that Gaza Strip. Not all of them are Hamas. We have to be fair, right? So again, please forgive me if I sounded biased. I'm trying to be as uh, unbiased as I can with regards to this reporting. The next thing is that six teenagers died at a fire in an Egypt detention center. Again, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Uh, the, the next thing is that a uh, United States man just got sentenced to 30 years in prison for murdering his wife on a ship. Yeah, that, that, that'll do it. <laughs> that that'll do it just not not trying to make fun of uh make light of it but i mean yeah i mean when you murder someone that'll get you 25 to life give or take um the next thing is that world food prices are rising at the fastest pace in a decade overall all across the board Look, we could attribute this to COVID, but we could also attribute this to many different things as well, too, right? Many different economic factors. Some are saying this is part of a larger plan. A, from my understanding, a Russian, I believe it was a military general, gave an interview, I think yesterday or the day before, saying the new world order is in play and things like this, which is why, you know, he gave this interview the same day that the Russia, Russia's... Uh, investment bank firm, uh, not firm, a reserve, if you will, don't quote me on the specifics of that, uh, removed all of their assets and investments in the US dollar and said they're going to focus on the one, the, um, the, the pound, the st uh, all, all, all these different things and, and the euro as well. So uh, the next thing, and this is where I wanted to take a bit of a pause to, to, to cover this more specifically, and I'll explain why. Uh, allegedly, according to many insiders, this UFO report by the Pentagon to Congress is basically going to be just as exciting as the as the the day of the month that we all have to pay our bills meaning that it's going to be garbage now with that being said you might be saying, okay, Dave, why do you say this? Because normally I don't have such a strong opinion right off the bat, especially on these Kraken episodes, as you know. The reason why I say this is because the report is going to say that allegedly there's no evidence to suggest it is, um, a, it is an adversary, but there's no evidence to suggest it is alien either. But what the report will also say is that this is certainly not the result of a top secret U.S. government project. Okay, I call bullshit on all of that. Why? Are some of it adversaries? Yes, because they've been retrieved by, you know, humans from alien craft. And I'm sure not just from crash retrievals, but also from aliens working with other countries, right? It's true. At the same time, uh, you know, when they say, for example, this, uh, there's no evidence to suggest this is alien. Give me a break. I mean, I mean, I, I don't... Like, come on, what are they trying to do here? I'm not saying that they have to come out and say this is alien, but I, I don't know why they're, they're, it seems like those that are pulling the strings are pushing for disclosure to speed up a bit, and then they pull back, and then they kind of go forward again, and they pull back. I guess they're testing the waters, they're putting their finger on the pulse just to see what's out there, I, I don't know, but this is, I mean, it, it's frustrating, folks, I have to say, it is frustrating, because, again, they're it's not so much what they're saying, it's how they're saying it. They're dilly-dallying with the words, right? And look, I'm. you might be saying, okay, Dave, you're jumping the gun. The official report has not come out yet. You're just going off of whistleblower account. This is true, folks. I will admit that. With that being said, what these whistleblowers and these leakers are saying the report is going to be sounds something like the what the Pentagon would say, right? With that being said... It's also, of course, it's a top secret U.S. government project. Again, whether it's been given to them by extraterrestrials or they've been, you know, from crash retrievals or a bit of both, right? Or archaeological digs, a bit of everything. So, again, with that being said, you know, it, 
this is the kind of stuff that just makes me say like what are they trying to get at here because now on CNN, from my understanding, again, you might be saying, Dave, CNN, I know, but Anderson Cooper had a national security and intelligence journalist, uh, analyst, or expert on whatever the hell that means, saying that this could in fact be phenomena in the sky that could be explained scientifically. Okay, look, to give this guy the benefit of the doubt... It's possible. With that being said, you know why I say that's total bullshit? Because thousands of pilots have seen different shaped craft every day for years. And that's just the pilots we know about. That's why. Sorry if I'm getting a bit of uh, a bit too passionate about this, but this kind of again, they're they're just dilly dallying with us, right? And it keeps reminding me more and more of what our friend of the community Riel has said too, meaning uh, when he quoted from General Philip Corso's book saying, "The disclosure will be the cover up." And the cover-up will be the disclosure for those who look, right? Just like our friend Rumor, Rumors of Instinct, who uh, when I had him on about a month ago, said the same thing. Disclosure is there for those who look. I'm, look, am I biased? Of course I'm biased. But at the same time, I'm trying to be neutral. So the next thing is that, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Facebook just said Trump will be banned until January 2023. I think this news came out literally 10 minutes ago as of the time I'm recording this. Again, they are a private company. It goes back to the same old debate. They're a private company. With that being said, they have hundreds of, uh, sorry, they have billions of users. Again, many of them I'm sure are bots or people don't use their accounts anymore, but still, you know, it's still in the billions, uh, give or take. Um, even if it's in the hundreds of millions, that's still massive influence over many people all across the world. At what point do they say, okay, you know, you are now the moral arbiter of so many different things. Who chose you to be God, right? With that being said, Facebook and Twitter, all these companies just say, well, look, it's our business. If people don't like it, they could leave. They say that out of bad faith, knowing, you know, people are not going to leave. But again, it's the same concept, right? The next thing is that more Fauci emails have been released. And this time, the guy who said that more were coming last night, in addition to the organization that made the FOIA request to the Freedom of Information Act request to the United States government to have more emails put out and got approved, their Twitter account was suspended indefinitely for, again, Twitter for bullshit reasons, saying spreading misinformation about COVID and things like that. So Fauci's emails about COVID are misinformation. Really, the guy that the mainstream media has been saying to look up to is misinformation. He's he's misinforming us. It's again, it's the same old BS because it's all about focusing on the narrative. Personally, I'm not trying to look for uh, any reason to attack Fauci if he hasn't done anything wrong. I think we should leave the guy alone. With that being said, I will say I have personally found in the case to be uh, three or four cases on my own end, just from me, just taking a, an hour or so to look myself uh, of, of Fauci literally saying one thing in an email. And then that same day or a day or two after giving a public interview, because you match up the dates and the timing of it all, saying the total opposite. And then him later on sort of admitting on MSNBC that he kind of lied because, you know, this and that. Again, every all these politicians lie. They all do. I'm not saying Fauci, we got to call him out because he's he's the one outlier that always that lies more than everybody else. No, all I'm trying to say here is that. I'm pissed off with the censorship of how you can't question things unless Fauci says it or unless a mainstream media outlet says it, right? This is why I'm happy for these emails. And on top of that, the U.S. government can't say shit because these emails were not a WikiLeaks dump, if you will. They're from the Freedom of Information Act. Someone made a FOIA request because FOIA is short form for that. Someone made a FOIA request and they got them. Simple as that. So nobody's nobody's breaking the law here. That's why the media can't attack anyone who's making these FOIA requests. Right. So the next thing is that um, 
the Palestinian, oh, sorry, I already reported that, uh, African journalists are slamming the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, uh, over what they quote as manipulation regarding the Qatar World Cup, saying that the UAE is trying to pressure African journalists to speak out against next year's football uh, event or soccer event, whatever you want to call it. This, I can't help but sort of think that maybe this is part of a bigger intelligence operation, but this seems to be an intelligence operation in a cultural perspective. And don't kid yourselves, folks. Influencing culture within the intelligence communities is huge, very important. It's not it's not like a sideshow, as you think. It's not, uh, you know, we got to focus on murdering someone, and then we'll focus on influencing the masses. As a matter of fact, it's probably the opposite, right? Now, why the UAE is doing this, I could name a number of reasons. If it's for stupid um, ego reason, egotistical reason, reasons about the issues that the countries have. I mean, come on, you're wasting your intelligence resources on that. But again, just like with any, you know, human beings, unfortunately, have all this type of ego. So when they're driven by it, I mean, hey, so the next thing is that Azerbaijan has urged Armenia to hand over mine maps after an explosion killed three people. Again, this goes back to this should not really be an issue. It should be simply one country saying, hey, you know, there's some mines from, you know, uh, from a previous instances of conflict. Innocent people are dying. Can you show us the maps of where they are so we can find out this and that? But because of the issues with Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan excuse me, and Armenia, there's tensions there. Again, it depends on which side you take, and we're going back a far while. This is very similar um, in many regards, you can argue, to the Israel-Palestine conflict in terms of the historical aspect to it, right? It, it goes back many years. It's not a conflict that just started five, ten years ago, so we can still address it with the people that it started with. This goes back a long time, right? So again, we got we to gotta factor that in as well, too. I, again, I wish I had the answer, folks. I, I wish I did, but just to hand over a simple map. I mean, let's hope it, let's hope it happens. I'm not trying to side with either country. I'm saying it's, it's best to work with one another, even if you don't get along, if innocent people are just going to get blown up. Why? Because innocent people are the ones that are keeping your country running. Now, again, these people, these uh, some of these leaders, not all, but some of these leaders probably look at things like, oh, it's just three people that died. What's that going to do to our overall population? More babies are born in a day in our country, probably. I'm just, you know, saying metaphorically than the people that just died. Yes, but that's not the point. The point is if you can stop it, just stop it, you know? So anyways, the next thing is that Uyghur tribunals for the Muslim Uyghurs that have escaped the Chinese internment camps are being held in London, where dozens are giving their accounts of rape, torture, and abuse uh, in, within China's internment camps. Now, China said this is just a clumsy public opinion show, but I also want to note very specifically and strongly that these tribunals, folks, they have no official state backing. So basically, it doesn't hold any significance within the international community. It doesn't hold any significance within a court of law or anything like that. Like this from my understanding of the way this was reported with that being said okay he here's the thing and i'm gonna say this very carefully because i want to i want to make it very clear that this is you know the, the way in which i report and view things is is put out appropriately some are saying that the that the chinese camps are are true but a lot of it's exaggerated by western media to focus more on hatred towards china there's a lot of people saying i have you know uh, i have family in those camps or i think i do or you know my family's been missing and they were around the area where you know they said there was a camp and they something might happen to them things like this here's the thing folks i'm not saying people are not dying there i'm just saying we have to get to, to the bottom of what's really going on with that being said too 
I've spoken many times in the public uh, episodes about how China, you know, the U.S. may in fact be working with China to do this. And you might be saying, Dave, that's terrible. It's true, but I mean, it is terrible. But sometimes this does, as we've seen in the past, this is not a conspiracy with regards to will the U.S. do it? They've done things like this, right? Now, the reason why I bring this up is this. I can't help but think there's a part of me that some of those people at these Uyghur tribunals in London are maybe actors. Now, before you turn this off and say, Dave, what the fuck, this or that, right? I want to make this very clear. It's very, to me, the example is similar to that of the Syrian gas attack, which allegedly has been faked. Just because the gas attack was faked in Syria doesn't mean people or children didn't die. I want to make that very clear. It seems as though children did die, but in a very different way than the way what the media said, because the media said that Assad gassed his own people. You might be saying, Dave, why are you bring that up compared to this? It's possible there may be a very similar situation. We're looking at a lot of truth mixed in with some BS, but there's still some very bad things going on there. We have to weigh all the options, folks. And I say this because we're coming to a point in society nowadays where you're going to get banned for, for giving an opinion that is different than that of the mainstream narrative, for spreading misinformation. I'm not about spreading misinformation. What I'm saying is, how why can't we all, you know, metaphorically sit around the table and give our opinions until we find out what really happened? But even then, we don't know what really happened because it comes from the fucking CIA most of the time. And the CIA has lied for every other second of my life since I've been born. <laughs> and since most of you have been born, right? I mean, that's what they're in the position of doing in many different ways. So... Again, I'm not trying to downplay at all the people who really went through things or whose families went through real tough things or, or, or uh, you know, abuse in those Chinese internment camps, not at all. I'm just saying that, again, we I want to make sure we know the full angle of all of this, because if not, it's going to be another situation like with Syria. Everybody thought, oh, my God, how could you say children didn't die, Dave? I didn't say that. I'm pretty sure children did die, what, and, I, and I feel for them. What I'm saying is it was the way in which it happened was very different than the way it was globally reported, right? So again, sorry for the rant, but I want to make myself clear, especially with so much significant news coming out today. The next thing is that Nigeria has indefinitely suspended Twitter in their country. Yeah, this is another big thing too, folks. This is what I mean about all the pieces kind of moving. This, I would say, is part of the overall grand scheme of, I guess, what we could call the New World Order or the re realignment of things, if you will. And you might be saying, Dave, what does suspending Twitter have to do with that? Well, again, having to do with the, pop, the, 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 the position of free speech and things like this, right? So this is all we know, by the way, regarding Nigeria. At least as of the time I'm recording this, this is all we know publicly. So... The next thing is that China has accused the U.S. and Japan of running a secret biological warfare development program. Oh, I'm sure they are, as is every other country. So what? I mean, it's, it's true. It's true. So, I mean, what? As if this hasn't been going on? Come on. Don't get me started on that. Like, fuck. Uh, the next thing is that NATO Secretary General uh, Jens Stoltenberg has said that China is setting up an unprecedented system of surveillance and control over their own people while also threatening Taiwan and its other neighbors. I wouldn't rule that out either. With that being said, remember NATO, the influence that the U.S. has on NATO. Remember a lot of the reasons that allegedly are f the justification to keep NATO stable and together. A lot of times it's just to keep, you know, a united front against external enemies such as Russia and, and China and things like that. Again, it depends on which level of intelligence we're looking at. A lot of cases, the countries work together. A lot of times they don't. And we can argue on the alien extraterrestrial level, they're all working together because they're all humans. 
So again, it, it depends how we view it. So I'm not saying we should immediately believe the NATO Secretary General. Let's weigh our options here, right? The next thing is that Mark Zuckerberg said on a call leaked by Project Veritas, and I quote, we need to find and terminate people who leak stuff, and we're very good at rooting out people who leak stuff, end quote. I get it. From a legal perspective, if a company's working on something, it is private property, you could, I guess, deem it as classified, whatever, maybe there's laws to protect that. That's not the point. The point is, I what he's referring to are leakers that leak things like the stuff he just said right now. I thought Facebook was all about transparency. If there's transparency, then what's what's there to hide? The only time Facebook would need to hide something is if they're working on a, a, an upcoming product or an addition to their website they don't want competitors to know about. That's business. That's got nothing to do with, any, with I mean, well, it, it might depending on what's in the product. But anyways, I thought they were about transparency. What happened? This guy sounds like a mobster. This guy sounds like a mobster right out of a, of a, of a, of a mob movie. We're good at finding people who leak stuff. I mean, it's true. <laughs> and and by the way, that, that's I'm Italian, so I feel like I can make fun of my own culture. But anyways, <laughs> the next thing is that um, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. For those who don't know who Klaus Schwab is, he's the bald guy with the glasses. Every time we see the World Economic Forum, Great Reset pin, all that stuff, th th that's him. He said that Jack Posobiec... Okay, he's a political commentator in the U.S., a conservative one, is part of a foreign propaganda network and calls for more AI-powered Chinese-like censorship. Look, folks, my humble opinion, when the elites like Klaus Schwab are calling you out, are calling people like Jack Posobiec out, all right, that's like, I mean, that's like, that's like if the, an elite called out our show. It's the same idea. It, you know that it's getting to them. I'm not saying that, you know, the elites are crumbling or whatever, but even if it's getting to them a smidge, the, I, I would, five years ago, the elites would pay no attention to this, to these individuals. Why? Because I think people have realized now that guys like Chris Cuomo, who are making 30, 40, 50 grand a day, literally, when you break down their salary, guys making 30, 40, 50 grand a day are reporting, pardon my English, nonsense bullshit compared to, for example, what we do on the show here, which is, I'm not saying we always report facts or disinformation. I'm saying we present things and then people can decide for themselves. Right. And at the same time, I'll give my opinion, as you all know, I'll throw my opinion in and you all you, those who comment, throw in your opinion. And I, you know, we all read it and we all co converse about it. And that's the beauty of it. So why is it that how why how, I'm just using him as an, as an example, but they all make this, you know, give or take. They all make stupid money, stupid, rich money. How come they can make 30, 40, 50 grand a day? And over here, us, we, we you know. It's way, it's way less than that. And I'm not complaining about the money. I'm just saying they're getting paid stupid amounts to lie every day for 30 to 40 minutes a night, right? Whereas here we are with a camera and a microphone and a computer, granted some, you know, high-end technology to make the show look good, but here we are and we're, we're, we're at least trying to tell the truth. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about the money. It's just about the fact that look at how they get paid for, for, for pushing bullshit. That's what I'm saying. The amount they get paid to push bullshit. I mean, wow. Uh, the next thing is that Facebook will now also stop exempting politicians from what they call fact-checking status. Again, this goes back to the whole thing. How do we know if something is fact-checked or not when the fact-checkers themselves don't know if it's legit or not yet? Uh, I'm, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. The next thing is that the U.S. has designated hacking operations as terrorist acts uh, specifically pertaining to Russia as of yesterday. Okay, I mean, they can label things as much as, as, you know, they can label things whatever they want. Sure, right? 
um, again, it's moving moves and counter moves. So, and this is on the front end. Who knows what the hell's going on on the back end? The next thing is that uh, the Archbishop of Munich and Freising offered his letter of resignation to Pope Francis. Uh, again, Archbishop being very high up. I think it's, I think it's right below the position of the Pope. Um, he, and he cited the reason for his resignation, saying, and I quote. The Catholic Church has reached a dead end. All right. End quote. And being the most senior position on behalf of the Vatican and the Catholic Church within Germany. So basically the number one guy in Germany for the Vatican, basically. He said again, and I quote, he he wants to share the responsibility for the catastrophe of sexual abuse. End quote. Look, I'm going to say right now. In assuming he hasn't done any of the sexual abuse himself because there's been no allegations or anything, um, I don't want to even say yet, there's been nothing against him, so, you know, innocent until proven guilty, fine. Assuming this is the real reason and he's not sugarcoating for other reasons, good on him. Good on him. Now, with that being said, if he's resigning because he's been part of some mucky shit himself, then we got a problem. So, you know, either way, though, I, just to give him the benefit of the doubt for now, let's try to have a little bit of hope in this world, okay, folks? Let's assume he didn't do anything and was not a part of anything or complicit with anything, right? With regards to abuse and things like that. Good on him. He he's saying he's saying fuck this, basically. That's basically what he's saying. So, and the final thing is that medical research with the Chinese People's Liberation Army. Uh, it was found to have been engineering mice with humanized lungs in 2019 to test viruses on them months before the pandemic erupted, the COVID pandemic. Oh, what do you know? But because Trump said it came from a lab. Oh, my gosh, we can't say that. And even Robert Redfield is getting death threats. The former head of the CDC is getting death threats from fellow scientists for saying that. That's insane. Now, the other thing I want to point out here too, folks, is that um, they mentioned humanized, uh, humanized lungs and mice. This should sort of hint at the fact that if, if, if for those who think that they have not been messing around for years with genetic experimentations, particularly in the underground bases, you got another thing coming for you, you know, because they've been doing this for a long time. Just because there's been no quote unquote public funding on the front end doesn't mean that nothing's happening on the back end. So anyways, there probably won't be another crack in until Monday. In the meantime, we're going to have loads of members content in addition to loads of public content, uh, live stream, public ep members episodes, two to three more members episodes coming this weekend for the members. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. And uh, we do have a live stream tonight at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Cheers.